0: and welcome to the Demand Matrix podcast series, Sunny Side Up. I'm Paroma. I'll be your host for the day. Pedro Arellano joins us in today's episode of Sunny Side Up to share his expertise on evergreen B2B go-to-market and product marketing strategies. With over 20 years of experience in the data and analytics industry, Pedro has relevant industry experience and expertise in various aspects of technical, professional, product management, and marketing roles. And we're super excited to hear his thoughts today. Welcome to Sunny Side Up, Pedro. Good to have you here. Why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your current role at Looker.
1: Thank you so much, Prama, for the invitation. It's a pleasure to, to be here. I am Vice President of Product Marketing at, at Looker, and my team is responsible for a number of different functions, including messaging, go-to-market strategy, content strategy, product launches, market intelligence, etc. I've personally been in the data and analytics industry the entirety of my 20 plus year career. sounds amazing to say that actually makes me feel old, I guess. I performed a number of roles in that time outside of product marketing. In fact, I started my career on the product and technical side of the business, which I guess means I I think of myself typically as a data and product person first and a marketing Mm -hmm. person second. And I think that really influences how I approach product marketing.
0: Absolutely, I think it gives it that complete, comprehensive view that most marketers might not be able to give if they don't come from that technical background. So that sounds awesome. What's a typical day at work like for you?
1: That's a great question. My team is in charge of a, of a number of different areas, so I think the word "typical" doesn't often apply to my job, but it does tend to be filled with, you know, a combination of things: a status meeting, you know, content reviews, you know, writing content myself, speaking engagements. I'm very involved in sales cycles too. And it also depends on the time of the year. So for example, right now, a big part of our focus from my team and I is, is dedicated to preparing for Join 2019. That's our, our annual user conference, which is happening in San Francisco next month. We also have a, a major product release coming up that, uh, that we're all very excited about and uh, we're working pretty hard on.
0: Sounds fantastic. So we'd love to dig into some go-to marketing strategies and tips here from you. What are some of the evergreen strategies that you've often relied on that you'd like to share with our audience today?
1: Yeah, I think it depends on the type of solution that you offer and the type of market that you're in. For example, I'll just pick one specifically. Freemium models are something that you're seeing more and more of in B2B and definitely something that you're seeing more of in the data and analytics space. And it's got great advantages, right? The advantage of the freemium model is it's a lower touch approach and, and your cost of sales is significantly lowered. But you know, it also means that your user experience needs to be really, really solid or you're going to see really high rates of abandonment. So, so product quality and user experience really is key. But uh, you know, the freemium model is, is one that we're, we're definitely seeing more and more of today.
0: Absolutely. So for small to mid-sized companies, especially that are currently establishing enterprise marketing strategies, what would your top takeaways or tips be for them?
1: I would say make sure that you have a very clear, a crystal clear understanding of your audience a very crisp way to articulate what makes your solution different because you know strong differentiation is a very successful strategy, especially if you're a startup or, or if you're a smaller player in your market and you want to take on one of the leaders in your space, one of the big players in the space, having a very mm-hmm. strong differentiation, even if it's for a niche use case, can actually mm-hmm. be very successful. And in fact, allow you to charge a premium for your solution. Now, Doing something like that typically will require a more high-touch model and, and something like freemium, like I was talking about earlier, might not work in this case, but it can definitely be very successful. Another thing to consider is that when you're selling and marketing to enterprise companies, Talking about business outcomes becomes enormously important. You're no longer only selling to the tech-savvy audiences like you do when you're focused on the SMB space. So your messaging has to be elevated above features and functions and, and really emphasize how your solution improves specific business functions.
0: Absolutely. So we'd love to know next, as a product marketer, how are you seeing the dynamics of the marketplace change how teams plan their strategies, especially given the demand for personalization? And of course, everyone loves account-based marketing today. How are you seeing the changing content consumption patterns and changing behavior of the audience impact strategies now?
1: Yeah, quite a bit. There are a few different directions that we can go here. But one that I think is really important, you mentioned content, is Buyers today have much more information available to them to make a really educated purchasing decision often before they talk to your sales rep, right? And and this can be a double-edged sword because it also means that there is so much content out there and it can really be confusing as a buyer, right? So, it's our job as product marketers to provide content that will help your potential buyers understand the value of of your solution on their own, but I think we also need to be aware that we're not the only source of information out there anymore. You know, exactly. there's, there's all these peer review websites now, and these mm-hmm. have become an important evaluation source for buyers because it's pretty natural, right? Buyers will trust their peers more than they will trust a vendor. Oh, right? and a marketer. Exactly. But the larger point, I think, is that as product marketers, we need to understand that many people will have an opinion of your solution before they talk to a sales rep for the first time.
0: Absolutely, especially today. So, what are some of the biggest challenges you notice in B2B and tech product marketing today?
1: That's a good question. I would say for us, you know, in the data and analytics space, one of the biggest challenges, if not the biggest one, is noise. Yeah. It's a really crowded market and it's easy, I think, to, you know, fall victims to the latest industry buzzwords, right? At at one point or another in this industry, you've seen vendors writing the hype of terms like big data and uh, Internet of Things and Now it's artificial intelligence and machine learning, and it makes it really difficult for buyers because there's just so much noise out there. And it seems like everybody is saying the same thing, and it's really hard to separate fact from fiction. So as product marketers, figuring out a way to differentiate yourself, to sound different than everybody else is is a challenge.
0: And so how do you try and solve some of these challenges in your product messaging and positioning uh, in your strategy?
1: Well, I alluded to this earlier. I think when it comes to messaging and positioning, um, you, you have to avoid getting stuck in features and functions because they really ignore business outcomes. I think as a buyer, it's more important to understand how the solution will impact my business and how a particular business function will be improved or you know, just plainly, how are you going to make my life better, right? I think that's all more important than architecture and processing speeds and things like that. And and I'm not saying that that's not important. It absolutely is. It's critical. But I think that without the business context, you know, not drive can... enough
0: interest. Yeah. So we'd love to hear more about some of the innovative ways that you use your MarTech stack to achieve your end goals at Lookup.
1: Yeah, really good question. You know, the product marketing function, I think, is kind of underserved when it comes to technology solutions. There are, I think, some fairly established tools out there, for example, for, for things like competitive intelligence, right, that that mm-hmm. we're, we're leveraging and they're very useful. And there are some newer solutions that we're keeping an eye on that we're looking at for things like developing messaging or their solutions for voice of the customer. There's a few interesting startups out there, but honestly, what we use the most as far as technology is our own product. We really do drink our own champagne, as they say. Mm-hmm. Looker's entire marketing department uses Looker every day to, to understand our business. We look at things like campaign analytics. We look at metrics like cost per click, click-through rates, ROI. We'll analyze um, customer acquisition data. We'll look at conversion rates across different channels, cohort analysis, A-B testing, you name it. So we do use that a lot. I really don't know how we'd be able to run our business without data. So that's that's a pretty important tool for us.
0: I think, Pedro, this was a very interesting conversation. Thank you for these wonderful insights on product marketing. Are there any key takeaways and few words of advice you'd like to share with the audience? It could be on anything from work-life balance, leadership tips, anything under the sun.
1: Well, thank you again for the invitation. And uh, I'd say one thing that's really important to me as a product m- marketer, I'm a really big fan of the Nihito principle. I learned about it from pragmatic marketing. I don't know if they're actually the ones that came up with it, but it, it basically stands for nothing important happens in the office. And the idea is that you're not going to learn anything about your market by sitting at your desk. Product marketers really need to find ways to, to get out there customer visits, industry conferences, customer advisory boards, focus groups, QBRs, even like local meetups with other product marketers. I think as a product marketer, if you want to have any sort of credibility with your sales organization when it comes to defining go-to-market strategies or or with your product organization when it comes to influencing the roadmap, I think you better have a really solid understanding of what's happening in your market and, and you're not going to get that by being at your desk all the time.
0: These were some really amazing tips out back, Pedro. Thank you so much. And I'm pretty sure our audience is going to love every insight you shared today. Have a sunny day and we'll have you back again sometime soon to share some tips on uh, maybe B2B marketing, go-to strategies for enterprise teams.
1: Thank you, Brahma. Have a great day.